to nope. another other episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on season five, episode number two. This is a songs edition. Andy, how are you? Good. How about you? Good. Songs edition. Today's uh, November 16th, 2023. We're doing music, album review, concert, tours, all music things. New related releases, music. Yeah. Now tonight, Andy, we're going to do an album review. Yep. A throwback band. I'll call it a throwback band. But it's been around for a while. The name of the band is Deep Purple. You know, and the sad thing is, you hear Deep Purple, you go, oh man, they're going way back. They're in the 80s. Just you you think late 70s when you hear Deep Purple. Yes. You think 70s, but. And they went on, you know, a hiatus, hiatus, mm -hmm. and came back and everything. But the album we're going to do today is Perfect Strangers from 1984. Here's what the album looks like. Yes. One of their better albums, too, by the way. Uh, album cover, album cover, I guess that is. So, album cover from Deep Purple called "Perfect Strangers" from 1984, and this is their 11th studio album by the English rock band Deep Purple, released October 1984. And you know, it was a commercial success, reaching number five in the UK charts and number 17 on the Billboard 200 here. But it was only the second Deep Purple studio album to be certified platinum in the u.s now did you know that no i did not i i had thought you know this is the 11th album you know this is maybe the fifth or sixth one that went right. platinum. it's only the second one i you know we like second to studio, yeah we like to educate here but we also learn uh, educating or we like to learn new things because i educate right. myself each time i do one of these because this is only the second album deep purple had at the time that went platinum in the u.s now their 1985 tour outgrossed every artist that year except Bruce Springsteen. How about that? That's incredible. So they released this album late 84, one on tour in 85. The entire year of 85, they outgrossed every artist that year except Bruce Springsteen. So that's a great trivia question. Now, this album is 40 minutes and two seconds long. It's considered hard rock and heavy metal. Uh, only took one month to record. Professional. Recorded, yeah, recorded it in a month, in and out, done. They released two uh, or three singles here. I'm not sure. It's, just the, it's two, but maybe three. And, you know, the album re received some mixed reviews. Some said it was good. Some One person said the material consists mainly of hastily knocked off jams and wondered if the release was made to just, quote, cash in on some of the current heavy metal craze that was going on in 84. Now, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you look at the four guys in Deep Purple. I mean, they – I don't want to say they're professionals. Obviously, if they got an album, they're professional, but this is their 12th album. Um, they all came from different bands, two guys from Whitesnake, someone from Dio, someone from Rainbow. They've been around. They've been around other people. So to say they threw the other stuff – how do you know it wasn't something we're always kind of working on to start with prehand? We don't know that. It's something always kind of, hey, we would mess around with this song here and there, and boom, did it. Um, yeah. Did they cash in? Did MTV help them with their popularity a little bit with the hair bands? Did that help? Maybe. But you know what? Can, are you jealous? They cashed in. Good for you. Yeah, they um... – Let's go through the uh, the track listing because I got an additional point on this, and you may have more uh, okay. more color on the background of that. But here's here's the track listing: number song, number one, knocking at your back door, seven minutes long. I like it. It's probably my favorite song of the track. 
favorite track of the album. Yep. Does it need to be that long? I I'm not a big fan of seven minute songs, but what's your thoughts? This is kind of the exception because again, you look back at White Snake. How many other songs were over five minutes? Dio and Sabbath had a few handful of songs longer. So this was kind of in their wheelhouse. That was their thing. You weren't trying to cut it down to three forty nine. You know. To fit so many on the album, you know, we got, they said, no, we're doing a seven minute song and we're deep purple and take it for what it's worth. Not, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, they did what they wanted. It's our 12th album. We've been around. We can do this. We don't need to make our kind of done 309 or 305, whatever the Billy Joel song says. Yeah, it, yeah, it no. back. yeah. So that's a good one. That's a good uh, song. You may not know it, uh, but if, if it's playing in the background, you're going to hear the song if it's on at a yep. bar or something. Uh, the next song is Under the Gun. Next song is Nobody's Home. Next song is Mean Streak. And then Perfect Strangers. They released that first. Uh, the yep. end of eight, 1984, where they released Perfect Strangers. Next song is A Gypsy's Kiss. And then the final two songs are Wasted Sunsets and Hungry Days. Now, Andy, you know, they released Perfect Strangers first and then Knocking at Your Back Door. I don't see them ever releasing Nobody's Home, but that that hit the charts that uh, that got some traction and maybe yeah. just the radio stations are playing it, but I don't see that they ever released that. I don't, was, I don't know if it was a B side maybe on something or if it was in a movie, I'm not sure, but okay. um, you know, the two songs they released were good songs or just great songs. Um, and those were what? Seven songs on that album. Eight, eight total eight. songs. Yeah. Not, that's just them. Those who complain about it aren't deep purple fans. Cause that's what you expect from them. You get a six, seven minute song. That's just what they do. And so the the previous comment was they said maybe there were some fillers in there just to cash in. Well, I know that the songs that they released were good. Nobody's nobody's home is good. The other songs are okay. I'm not a big deep purple purple, purple fan, but nothing really jumped out at me from those other songs. And I'm just glad that there was no ballads on there, no instrumental. Yeah. It was just a straightforward eight songs released. I mean, and other songs they didn't release, they're okay. Not saying they were bad songs. Yep. But it was it's a good album. They're all good songs. Yep. There isn't one that you play like, oh, I'm gonna skip over this one. You'll still listen to it, but you'll still go through the whole song. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Now, one one reference point is that uh, one of the critics said that Deep Purple still still is kind of a, a reference point of a genre in metal without a categorization. Yeah. There's no really category for Deep Purple. They're in metal. They're in the genre of metal, but they, they're kind of off on their own island. What's your thoughts? It's kind of a – I don't want to say a blues metal, but because there's some blues influence in there. Um, you know – I didn't just fall in the middle by default because of who was in the band. You know, they're all guys from rock metal album from bands, so you must be a metal band, you know. But they were kind of fell in there that group. Kind of a um guy, I don't even know who I could compare him to. Uh um oh, who's a group I'm thinking I'm going totally blank right now. You uh, you think uh, about that? I'm like a, Roger I'm gonna... Waters and stuff like that. Okay, you know? okay. That group. There is it. Is it metal? Is it rock? Sure. You know, is Deep Purple going to open up for you know have Dokken open up for them or 
something like that. No, different brands of metal, but very influential. Now the the personnel is here is Ian Gillian on vocals. You know he came from Black Sabbath. Uh, yep. Richie Blackmore on guitar. He was a Rainbow guy. Yep. Roger Glover a bass. Another Rainbow guy. John Lord, the organ and keyboardists from White Snake. Yep. And then Ian Pace on drums. Now the also one thing I Snake. now the one thing I noticed. What's that? Also from White Snake. Was he? He had a cup of coffee with White Snake there too. Yeah, he did. Got it. The uh, the thing that I liked about this this album is that I looked to see who the producer was, and it's you know it's Roger Glover. You know, so yeah. the base the bassist here is the one putting it all together and, and cleaning it all up for production, and it does sound very good, very clean album. And that could probably help in why it was pushed out in a month. If you're playing in it, and you're all there practicing. You don't have some producer going, "Nope, I didn't like it. Do it again." Yes, and so that would make sense. And um, you know, I'd like to look back at all these other bands where they self-produced their own stuff. Um, I know Paul and Gene did that with some Kiss stuff, but they had another producer there. But yep. you look back at guys that produced their own stuff, I'm pretty sure they pumped it out pretty quick too. Yeah, so you know, the month of August of 84, they had this thing already recorded, the entire album. And then they uh, you know, produced it, cleaned it up, got it out, hit the record stores around Halloween time of 84. But... I think it's a good album. Uh, you know, that song was in my head again today after listening to this review here a couple of days ago, uh, knocking at the back door. And uh, yep. it's good. It's just good. It's it's pure rock and roll music. It's just. Yeah. You don't have to be offended and turn it down if someone comes in the room. But you don't have to worry about that. It's not over blurring hard rock, heavy metal guitars, you know. It's got that bluesy feel to it. It's by mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, the English rock band connection here with all yeah. these guys. But, it's good stuff. It's good. It's good album for your record collection. Uh, that's all I've got for Deep Purple. Do you have anything else on that? Uh, nothing on Deep Purple. No, I just have some other stuff. All right, let's bring it. Let's bring it up here. I'm gonna start a little, little uh, gear grinding here. Oh, what really grinds my gears? I love this. And, and, and I kind of agree with this. I saw this meme. But I kind of agree with them too. Millie Vanilli watching other people get famous lip syncing on TikTok. Now, I did the Millie Vanilli album a few weeks back, and that's kind of kind of campaigning for the boys still. Uh, Some new releases. Okay. Here we go. Just stick with that British sound. Molly Hatchet. They got a new one come out, Firing Line. Finally, after a 13-year wait, Southern Rock Legends Molly Hatchet are, producing, are proud to present Firing Line, which they recorded at the famous Abbey Road Studios in London, United Kingdom. So there you go. Some new Molly Hatchet coming out. Yeah, and these guys are all are they all mid-70s or, or at, older? At, at their best, yes. And a tour in 2024 for the US dates. Uh will it be at the XL or US Bank? No. No. Casino Casino Tour. Yep, you'll see him. Judas Priest. And I was just checking this out today, too. Their new single, Trial by Fire, from the upcoming Invincible Shield. I, I've not heard that out. yet. I've seen some links to that. You know, I want to I want to jump on and probably listen to it tomorrow, but there's some ads and some promotion on, on social media for that, so that looks pretty good. Uh, and check at the bottom of the screen there. 2nd, May 2024, Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Armory. Judas Priest will be in concert. 
Well, that oh. well, that will be a sold out show. That, that would be a early, nice early Father's Day gift there. Wow. Connie said, "Great with my wife, great spot, great day. location, venue to see Judas Priest." Uh, yes. I may have to check that out. That looks awesome. I have to save up, see if it's in the budget. We got we got to do budgeting next year anyway, pretty soon. So let's make sure we earmark this one. Yes, I like it. Speaking of concerts, if you're ever down at the Ridgemont Mall in the food court, find Mike and he can hook you up with tickets. Mike's the best. He is awesome. He got us those Tom Kiefer tickets, so thanks, Mike. Yes. <clears throat> Speaking of concerts, XL Energy Center, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Chicago, Heart and Soul. If you're into these these two brands of music, I really think this is a good good billing these two together. If you're into one of them, you're into the other, even if you don't know it. Mm-hmm. I agree. And the Midsummer Music Fest has already got its, some bands out. The pre-party, July 24th, The Hype will be playing. Um, we've mentioned them a few times on the show. Now, not making fun of bands. I'm just saying, okay, because I'm yep. a reporter and that's what I do. Look at it's look in those, Thursday's headliner is Jackal. Now, I'm not ripping on Jackal. Just keep that in mind. Um, the ones all started off that day at 4 p.m. is Menace. We've had mentioned them on the show. Um, R.A., Smile, Empty Soul, and Texas Hippie Collation are the other bands that I haven't heard of any of them. Not saying they're good or bad, just haven't heard of them. Now, Friday and Saturday, they don't have headliners announced yet. But the 8.30 band, the pre-headliner on Friday is Slaughter. Mm -hmm. In this reporter's opinion, Slaughter is multi-times better than Jackal. And Jackal's headlining Thursday. So that must be some big names coming up for Friday, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree. I would like to see Slaughter. I've never seen them live. Um, and Saturday, there's no headliner either. Um, and I really have not heard much of anyone else on. Okay, let me go back to Friday. Uh, Lilith is playing. We've mentioned them a few times. Hurricane Alice. Um, decent bands there. Saturday, Drowning Pools, eight thirty band. Um, Sitched apart. Haven't heard anything about them. Um, Hybrid Theory is opening up on uh, Sunday or Saturday show. They still have a to-be-announced for the 5.30 spots. There's three more spots to fill in. Uh, hmm. Second opener, if you will. Um, it's not till July, so they've got time to get this filled in, but this could yeah. be a pretty good pretty good billing here. It's looking good right now. A lot of local tribute bands on here, too, cover bands, so good for that. But yeah, Slaughter would be kind of cool to see. Big fan, big fan. Mm hmm. Agree. Wild side, very good of them. Wednesday, November 22nd at the bowl. $10 cover. Friends of the show, Dustin Bones, will be playing there. Um, this, this, yeah, we got to make this work, I think. This is the one. Yes. yes. Um, see if Connie has, any, has 20 bucks in petty cash for us. We'll check it out and see if there's any extra cash laying around here at the office at the studio. It's going to be fun to go. Ten bucks, I'll tell you right now. Ten bucks at the door will blow you away uh, for the for if you've never seen this band before. Yeah. Um, oh so yeah, you're you're going to feel guilty and go back to the door and give them another ten dollars. Yeah, it's a saying. Yeah, it's this is a good this is a good group right here. And uh, one more thing, Lemmy. From Motorhead, rest his soul is getting his own statue in the UK. Perfect. You know, you want to talk about people flocking to things to go see. 
Lemmy's finally got his own statue. I, I would go and see that. That is awesome. Yes. That's what I got, sir. And, and Lemmy, you know, was a big uh, a regular at the Hollywood uh, uh, Sunset Strip that at the Rainbow. Yes. Grill. The Rainbow is where one could normally spot him if in town. Yes. On the strip. Every time I see Lemmy, I always hear the song Ace of Spades in the background. Yes, it's the same here. It's the same song that just that song pops in the back. Begins just rolling. Mm -hmm. Lemmy, yep. one of the best. Uh, but I'm going to plug it again and another free plug. Wednesday, go see Dustin Bones. Get there early. Tell Sport and Gong sent you. Let's give you a dirty look. Like what? But no, go early. You know, it's one of those two that there's there's limited seating available. Uh, it's it's also maybe a venue that you don't want to sit. You want to be standing up right. around the close to the stage in the dancing area. You know, now, you know we're in our we're in our fifties. We're not big dancers, but it's it's fun I, to I get up there. Dance in my twenties, Yes, but there's there's tall tops and high top tables to sit at as well. Um, now but, you've been there. They got food there beforehand too. Yeah, they've got really, in fact, really good. Food. They're known for their pizzas and burgers, I think is what they're known for. But they've got a, you know, they redid their whole kitchen and there's bowling alley on the one side. There's the bar on the other side. There's adult uh, games. Uh, I mean, you know. There's what? Video games and things like okay. that. Okay. Not, not kid games, but not also not adult. Adult games. But it's, there's, there's sports TVs. It's a, it's a great bar atmosphere for sports and music and, uh, You'll like it. Uh, we should plan on going. And I am very excited. Ten bucks. I mean, I think Dustin Bones. If you've seen them, you easily would have walked out of there and said, "I, I would have paid thirty bucks to see these guys." Yeah, like I said, you're gonna feel guilty and go back and give another ten. Ten dollars is gonna be. You're gonna feel bad that you robbed somebody. You're gonna want to sneak yes, out of there. Yes, it's 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 not just some you know some small chinsy show. These these guys put a production on and they're and they're spot on with it. And they've done it for a while too. They didn't just like throw this together in the last few weeks. These guys have been together for a while. And what they do, they do it very well. I don't know if there's any better Guns N' Roses tribute bands out there even. Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm not aware the Twin of. Cities, not in the Metro Twin Cities area, so uh, get your butt out there. It should be a good show to see. They are one of the top, if not the top, Guns N' Roses tribute band out there. They are. Uh, it's it's like going back. You 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 will pinch yourself, Andy, and say, "I think I'm gone back in time right now," because you think you're in late '80s. I'm going to get panic halfway through the show. Like, oh crap! I didn't do my science homework yet. Yeah, it's. I'm going to freak out. Yeah, watching these guys, it's it's a you're in a time machine. It's yep. it's so unreal. But then again. So are a lot of the tribute bands, but that's a sign of but a. They good really bring it out, though. They really make you feel like it's late '80s, early '90s. They really yeah. do a good job. It's unreal. That's all we've got for today's show. Please leave your comments uh, down below and some uh, future requests if you need some. But uh, we're always looking for ideas. Have a good You're week, right? everyone. See ya. See ya. <laughs>